Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Bachelor Blab. I am Jackie Maroney here with Lucas Yancey. Yes, he is the Waboom guy from Rachel season of The Bachelorette. Hello, Lucas. Hey, Waboom it up! Hey, what up? Can we get a, are we gonna get a Waboom now or are you gonna save that for the end of the uh, episode? I'll save it for the end, but I'll just okay. give you a little whoa. Right, but, but the full intense, like full force waboom is going to be at the end, correct? Full deal. Everything you want and wish for will be coming your way. All right. So that is a uh, sign to our audience over here. You have to listen to the whole thing if you want to hear Lucas's infamous. I, is it a famous or infamous? I think it's infamous. Waboom. But it's something in between uh, famous, infamous, I would call it familicity, which is not a word. But yeah, I was going to say it. <laughs> All right. So on Tuesday, we, we were very lucky this week because we had uh, the fence jump on Monday. And then on Tuesday, we had the women tell all. And then next week, we have another four hours of Bachelor content. So uh, as us viewers, we're very, very happy and excited. But we're going to talk about the women tell all today because um, it was pretty exciting and pretty crazy. First thing I want to touch upon is the fact that they keep showing Colton showering all the time and uh, and like I get it he's hot but my question for you is do you think he's wearing pants while they're sh- like like is he wearing a bait like because clearly if they're filming him showering all the time he ha- like there's a cameraman there too right like he's not just alone yeah is, is he there's wearing like- a bathing suit or is he in the nude either way I think it's pretty weird he's definitely the cleanest bachelor we have ever seen in this <laughs> franchise yeah, I mean, look, if he's if he's packing some heat downstairs, maybe he doesn't care uh, if there's like nine camera people in there. But I assume that he's going to be wearing like a, a swimsuit. I don't think he's going to be just fully, you know, balls deep uh, out in the open with the I camera. Know, I, was, I was wondering about that, though. And also, I was just laughing really hard when um, – all, like throughout all of the little like interstitials they'd put on the lower third and stuff would be like up next Colton and even in the little interstitial it would be like him showering what is up with that uh you mean him showering yeah it's just like why why is that a th- I feel like the in past bachelors like like we never saw Ari in the shower I mean not that we'd want to but like yeah it's, I think it's because, so many shower scenes and it's just like getting a little ridiculous I think it's because he's athletic it's like Nick Vial you know has like you know a beer belly they just didn't show much of it probably right you know it's like this guy's like an ex-football player I think that's kind of like what they're pitching right it's just like for me it would be like probably being doing something funny like they would just show that all the time it's like whatever it is that you got yeah I guess uh, yeah and that's true I, I I feel like Colton's physical stature is his redeeming quality so I guess I do get it um so let's get into more of the actual episode itself I would I feel like my first thought when things started was just that it was the show was so overwhelming because everyone was screaming at each other significantly more, I think, than we've seen in the past. Because I think now it's kind of common knowledge that like this is everyone's paradise audition. And so we are having 
were having these girls in the back row who were eliminated night one, like chiming in and, and, and speaking on things that I don't really think they have any reason to be speaking on. Like the two people in particular that really stood out to me were Jane and Nina who were just like Jane, especially was like coming to Kaylin's defense. And it's just like, Jane, who are you? And I, it got to the point where I think it was just distracting to everybody watching and everyone was screaming over each other. And I wanted to kind of ask you, do you think that's something they need to change? I think they need to not let people who are eliminated on night one come back to the women's hell all just so that they can like draw focus from the things that people actually want to hear the girls talk about. I mean, unfortunately people just have to understand this is a TV show. Like uh, everything, you know, so much of it's just a game like people that got eliminated night one are just as important and just as valuable as, as, as people that like made it to the, uh, you know, the producer's choice to make it to the top eight, you know, that just didn't yeah. have anything to do. Now I get like, but some people, you know, have deep personalities. There's, there's people that got voted off night one that are definitely going to be in paradise. Uh, like that one girl, I don't think she said a word in the red. She's like the model. Um, um, I don't think I know even who you're talking about. See, that's the problem. She was sitting behind Demi. She, you know, uh, I'd have to look at a picture, but, um, very attractive. You know, she, she was wearing, you know, and the point is, is like a lot of these people are, are still going to be in it. Unfortunately, what I think about this is like compared to the mental law, like the women, they really want them. They like, this is what they're feeding them to do is like talk over each other, become like a cat fight. Yeah. It's so manipulative. It's so hurtful, I think, to women in general. Uh, it, just, it, it, makes, it makes them look like, like just desperate catty. Like it's like the bad side of like what women, I think, really I totally agree with are. you. And I think that is definitely more prevalent in the women tell all than the men tell all. They encourage it, right? Like they keep bringing people down who had conflicts with one another so that they can get that cat fight moment, I guess. On one hand, I think they could do less of that because I think at the end of the day, as a viewer, that's not really what we want to see. Like, I, I thought, like, those stupid moments between Demi and Courtney and, oh, and two people I definitely do not care about at all, Onyeka and Nicole's little drama that really had nothing to do with Colton and, like, the bigger picture of everything that was going on. I think the show can do without those things. Um, but well, they have to, that's, what, that's what the show lives off. It, it feeds off, uh, off that. It, it's the fact that it's... It, but there's different levels to it, right? Like 5% I, is the love story. 90% of it is the show. Yeah, you know? no. But I do think there's different levels to that. Like, there's a difference to me, in my opinion, between Onyeka and Nicole's, like, little tiff about who knows what. Onyeka was bullying her. Nicole was crying a lot. Like, that's so stupid that I don't care about it. But then there are actual conflicts, like... The, which we'll get into later because I do want to hear your opinions on it. Um, with the Kaylin and Cassie versus Katie, Tasha, Kerpa crew, which I actually think is incredibly interesting because it actually is affecting what is going on on the show and is actually affecting Colton's decision right now. And like that to me is a worthy, I wouldn't, I don't want to call it cat fight because that's not what it is, but I, that to me is like a worthy conflict that I think is important to like dissect versus Demi and Courtney. Courtney throwing that pass fire at her, I just thought was like absolutely like over the line. Yeah, I mean, everyone's coached before. Uh, so it's like, yeah. 
you know. Coach, how so though? Like, will they like, for example, the thing with that pacifier was already you know given to her. Of course, yeah. I mean, the pacifier exists. Like, she didn't just bring a pacifier. She doesn't just carry a pacifier around with her everywhere. Right. But um, But Demi didn't know that that was going to happen. So that was kind of like, you know, it's part of like, cool, do this, and we can't see, you know, what happens. Hopefully, you know, Demi punches you in the face because that's going to make great TV. Right. Um, I mean, and I was happy that she kind of didn't because I really thought that crossed the line. Like, it's one thing to, like, you know, they're all there to make a TV show. They're all going to say outrageous things to each other. But I really thought – and, and I would think from a producer's perspective, like people can get hurt in that situation. If two people that hate each other, one girl is allowed to literally come up to her face. I don't like, are you surprised that they went there or you're not surprised? I'm not surprised. I mean, it's part of the show. It's the risks that they're willing to take. Um, it's kind of like the NFL. It's like, Oh yeah. You know, you've got all these concussions and, you know, thanks for playing and try to sue us because we have unlimited money. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're willing to risk like somebody getting punched in the face. We're willing to risk someone completely like destroying their reputation. Uh, You know, it's just unfortunate because they can do that. And the show doesn't really care about you deep down. Does it care about the top four people? Yeah. But does it care about anyone else? No, uh, you know, a lot of these women, you know, become anorexic, bulimic, they're in therapy. Um, it's really, really hurtful to their personal lives. And Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are getting that. so bullied on Instagram. I mean, we're in this whole new age of social media, too, and it's just like some of the things that uh, people have been saying to some of the contestants is I, it's it's amazing to me that they are able to be as – healthy and functioning as they are given like the kind of things that they are subjected to. They're not healthy and functioning. Well, no, I they're, know, but like they're, they're still living be... their lives. <laughs> like I would, I don't know what I would do if someone was saying those things to me online every single day. You know, you would be in therapy. You would be yeah, very stressed out. You would, you know, it, it's, it takes a big, 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 big hit on your life. Um, yeah. Do you, are you speaking from personal experience or are you from just personal kind of- experience? from personal experience from talking to other women from from the guys on on my season uh you know if you get the the other end of the stick like the show is is gonna just keep hitting you down it's not like like brad pitt is on a movie and the producers are trying to like screw over brad pitt like that that's not what they're doing on this show part of the way they make money is by making you look bad or by saying like oh you're a slut or you're a bitch, or you're this, like, and they get away with murder, so to speak, and it's really, really hurtful on people's lives and reputation, and they could care less, because you can't do anything about it. Yeah, I totally see where you're coming from. Just to play devil's advocate, though, that is a risk going on, right? I mean, you know, I have have no idea what the risk is going on. I had no idea. Yeah, Um, but like I have friends who joke to me, they're like, oh, Jackie, you should go on. And I know I, I mean, you know, I'm closer to the industry. I, I talk to all of you people all the time. So maybe I'm, it's not fair for me to be saying this because I think I have more understanding of kind of the inner workings of it. But that is the main, because on one hand, it's like, yeah, why wouldn't I go? I, it seems like most people get a lot of financial opportunities after the show. And, you know, there's a lot of exposure. I get it. It's all great. But the one biggest reason why I would never consider doing it is to, put myself in such a vulnerable position where 
all of these producers have complete control of how you are perceived and like what you will be doing on national television, right? Like the, the, the edits can be so choppy and they can, they can make you look like you're saying or doing basically whatever they want, which is a pretty scary thing to me. Yeah. And that's completely out of your control. Yeah. And it's like, you, you, you know what you're getting yourself into, but again, you don't because they, again, they'll, they'll also throw gas on the fire. So if everyone's saying like, Oh, you know, you are a a bad person or whatever, the the producers will actually feed into that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mike Fleece will even say like, Hey, like he, the, the, the head creator was, tweeting about me and calling me like a piece of shit or saying that I'm a oh, bad person. He said that about you? Oh yeah. He called you like, a bad person? Indirectly he was saying like, oh well boom guy, you know, he's this, this and that. And I'm like, dude, like you're the creator of the show and you're talking shit about me? Like that's insane. Dude. Yeah. No, it's like, I mean I definitely don't think Mike Fleiss is a nice person. <laughs> he, I've never met him, don't know him, but yeah, no. Have you ever watched um, Unreal? I think the character Chet is based off of him, and uh, Chet's not a great guy either. <laughs> but um, if you haven't watched it, then I don't know. But I do want to get, I think this is actually a good conversation to lead into the biggest conflict of the night of the Women Tell All, which was Kaylin and Cassie team. I, you know, I, I add Cassie in there, but she's, she wasn't there. So that I don't really know. It was really Kaylin versus Katie and Tasha and Kerpa and friends. And um, what do you think about that? I, I will give you my take that I think I find it very curious that the only woman at the women tell all that was defending Kaylin was Jane, some rando from night one, just trying to remain relevant. In my opinion, that's what it looked like. And it seemed like everyone else was kind of on the same page of like, "Mm, Kaylin, you seem kind of fake and ingenuine and you seem to be here to be either become the bachelorette or get more Instagram followers. And what was kind of your take of that whole situation? Kaylin? Yeah, the whole thing with Kaylin. I think she was the only person that actually had feelings uh, for um, do you think she can have – so you think she's 100% genuine? Because, like, the feelings don't have to be mutually exclusive to look, being – Look, I'll tell you. Right? I'll t- okay. I'm going to be dead honest. Like, okay. I was one of the few most genuine per- person on my season. And mm-hmm. it would be hard for you to believe that, but I was too genuine. Like, the reality was is, like, yes, I'm there to – have fun. I'm there to enjoy whatever is happening. I'm there to, I'm not there to play the game. So sure. like all these other women, like Demi's a professional. I think she's hot. I think she's fun, but she's 23. And like, you know, I'm just going to do whatever and say whatever because I can. And I'm going to talk crap about some girl that's 31 years old. I mean, she's playing the game to a T and they, and the producers love that. And look, mm-hmm. if I got on bachelor in paradise again, or, you know, was it went on like, I think these girls are great, but at the same time, like this whole time with 30 women, it it is a game because you don't even, you're just trying to, you know, win and this whole like winning thing. So with Kaylin, she actually did have a connection with, with, uh, Colton. Yeah, she did a hundred percent. And she, so you think she went in genuine? Cause I think she went in to win. I don't believe. I, I I also don't believe I that think having Alabama, feelings and I think Alabama, whatever. Um, yeah, Hannah. 
is yeah, uh, Hannah, Alabama is a full like trying to play the game. Interesting. Uh, we are on so opposite sides of this, Lucas. I could not disagree with you more. I think it's switched. I think Kaylin went in trying to play the game, and. Hannah comes off to me, in my opinion. I, I mean, obviously, I don't know these people. I don't know what was going on at any point. So this is all speculation. But um, it's interesting that you think that. What from Kaylin gives you, other than the fact that obviously she was very emotional um, about it still, what about her like makes you think that she would be more genuine than... I, I, I think her story and the reality of who she is and the depth of, of the, the what I saw with her mm-hmm. on the show, it wasn't about fighting against the other girls. It wasn't about like, I'm better than you or whatever it is. It was the fact that you could just see, in my opinion, that she was just very genuine. And, and those aren't, those aren't fake tears. She's not, she's not Meryl Street. Those, those are the fact that she actually had that real connection. If you see on our episode, when mm-hmm. it, you know, our season, when Dean is sitting in that exact seat, he could care two shits about Rachel right even he wouldn't even have considered getting married to her he was playing the game like no other the guy was like a professional there was no tear or upset you know who was upset who was genuine on our season was Fred who got kicked off like you know the second or third episode he actually Mm -hmm. cared about Rachel and Dean was in the Kalen seat and he was you know full of crap but Kaylin, for instance, I think she actually did care about him, and she would have definitely been interested in dating this person or seeing it through because um, none of the other girls were that upset. If you could see, all the other girls were kind of like, you know, yeah, crying about it. They weren't that – none of the other girls were that upset about it. Even Demi was like, ha, ha, can't wait to be in, in paradise. I oh, mean, of course. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Demi for sure there, was I mean, – was there for the wrong reasons, but also seems like she's there for all the right reasons in the sense that she's going to be a star on Paradise. She's going to be the breakout star of the season. So I don't know. Who else, who, who else do you think actually cared in that group of girls? I think yeah. I think Hannah B cared for Colton. Um, I think honestly that might have been it. I think not many. I mean, I don't. Hannah, the one that's still on, or the one that's no, on? no, not the one that's still on. Although I think the one that's still on likes. I don't think out of any of the girls that are still on. I mean, we know what happened with Cassie, but um, and then there's Tasha and Hannah G. I think they like him, but I don't think they like are in love with him. I, you know what I mean? I think they think he's a nice guy. He's cute. They enjoy hanging out with him, but I don't really see any spark with any of those girls. With and any I, of them, right? With any of them. And I think the thing right. with Cassie is um, I don't think she's that into Colton either. I think Colton's obviously obsessed with her. And, you know, we saw everything that happened with the fence jump. And we'll see what happens with them. But um, I think it's very telling the fact that he offered her a way out of all the pressures of engagement and was kind of like, you know, what if we just date? He kind of offered that for her and was willing to kind of do things on her terms. And she still was no, 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 I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, and she left. So we'll see what happens next week, but, um, and also, I, I mean, I will also factor in that, like, she was clearly incredibly emotional, and when you're in an emotional state, you're not thinking rationally, and, you know, because Colton presented such a logical explanation, and she kind of still turned it down and left, she could, there's a lot of emotions going on. I, so think, I, she I, was, I think she was surprised she even made it, like, to that, yeah. 
Well, and she's like, wait, of, I don't, she's happy. like, I just wanted to get like some followers. I just wanted to like, why am I? Oh, totally. Uh, but then how do you not think that Kaylin wanted the same thing? Her and Kaylin, Cassie and Kaylin are best friends. And I, that's why I wanted to ask you the conversation that they were talking about. Um, I think Kaylin's blown away all because I think Kaylin, you could see the connection with, uh, Cassie was more like, didn't really have that strong of a connection. It was like, once the game is over and you actually have to build that connection and, and you're a producer's choice in the top six, shit mm -hmm. gets real. And yeah. like, if you don't show those true emotions, like, you know, see you later. Unfortunately, I do think, not unfortunately, but I do think that Colton had stronger feelings for, um, was it Cassie? Cassie, yeah. Or Cassie and not Cam. So he had to make that choice. Right. The producers behind the thing. And I think, Kaylin, if you saw her, she was still on the show. She would have cared. She 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 seems more mature with having wanting a relationship. I I see where you're coming from, and I do think, um, especially compared to the girls that are left. So it's like Cassie, Tasha, Hannah G, and Kaylin. If we want to com compare the final four relationships, I do think there was something there with Kaylin and Colton, and I do agree with you that like. I think she did like him, but then what do you make of the conversation that Katie overheard on the bus? They talked about this in the women's hall all that um, Katie and Hannah kind of backed her up and Tasha and Kerpo were like, they heard Kaylin and Cassie kind of discussing wanting to be the bachelorette and kind of talking about the different parties sure. they're going to go to. And like, what do you make of that conversation with um, saying that Kaylin was the most genuine? I make of it that it's all part of, the show every single girl in the back of their mind is having that conversation with themselves or other people of course when you're a front runner you're the one that's going to be called out it's yeah. kind of like if you're uh you know uh the best player in the nfl and you do steroids it's going to be like oh you're the one that does steroids even though everyone else is doing steroids too so the fact of the matter is is all those girls were just ganging up on the fact that like that conversation is going to happen jokingly yeah. or seriously. Well, uh, right. Cause like, and like said, I think, I don't think, you, next, can, you know, I, I do think you're right in the sense that I don't think you can go on the show, not having those thoughts and questions, right? Like you're literally signing up to go on a TV show. Um, so obviously there is some sort of ulterior motive, either consciously or subconsciously. Right. Um, sure. For me personally, I, I wasn't going in with any game or any plan. And that's probably, like, shot me in the foot. Mm -hmm. But, like, I went in, like, yes, I had my own catchphrase and I had my own my own thing, my own fun. But at the same time, like, I wasn't – you could tell there were certain people there that were, like, playing the game to be the next Bachelor. Like, you mm -hmm. know, Dean is very pissed that he wasn't – picked as the next bachelor he's hoping that he you know he becomes that like that's you know he wasn't you know you, he wasn't gonna get married to rachel the guy was in the top two are you, are you kidding i mean yeah. you see the true colors in bachelor in paradise so look at the end of the day who actually has the connection you know it's hard to fake connections sure um seems like you know, Colton's a professional uh, at doing that. That's the one of the reasons why he was picked as the bachelor because he's just really good at like being a player. You know, he can play that kind of like I can connect with anyone type of deal. And then you're like, mm -hmm. wait, what? 
I can't, I don't even know why those two girls are even there still. Like I didn't even see a connection with either of them the whole show. Yeah. Um, so, so next week will definitely be really interesting then. Um, I'm not really sure what way this is going to go. I don't know if it, it really is. I don't think it's actually going to be a happy ending for Colton. I think the happy ending was to pick. I don't know. I think she'll come back. I think she'll come back. Um, but other. not, but, but yeah, but even if she comes back, it's always going to be kind of tainted, right? I think she's going to come back to like not look like the biggest asshole in the world, but it's never going to be. I don't know. I, I come from the mindset with any relationship, not just a bachelor relationship, that if you have to force it, if you have to kind of like bargain and beg to get someone to agree to be with you, then like they shouldn't be with you. You know, it should be a mutual, like it, it shouldn't, it doesn't have to be so hard. And if it has to be hard, then it's not right. That's just my well, opinion. Again, that, that, that could easily be a producer thing where they yeah. told her to be like, hey, like deny him. You know, there's so many things to make it, you know, Mike Fleece is, you know, he's, he's quite the genius. Like to make a great show, you really have to, you know, play the game with, with the people on the show. And like he, he has to screw with Colton's mind as well, just as much as everyone else. Like it's not that easy to make a, a, a show like this. And you, you have to understand like the production of making a show this believable and making people fight. It takes so many uh, tricky minds to make these tears and make people fight and, yeah. and research. And you know, there's so many other companies trying to make the next Bachelorette show, but they can't yeah. because it's not that easy to, to manipulate. And, and so I feel happen. like what you're saying at the end of the day, as we're dissecting the women tell all is like they're seeing and telling us what they want us to see and what they want to tell us. Right. So there's really no way to make actual like concrete assessments about these girls and their motives or anything because it's all so manipulated, right? Exactly. At the end of the day, like we're sitting here dissecting, what do you think Kaylin feels? What do you think Cassie feels? And at the end of the day, like we can sit here for <laughs> hours and hours and we're never going to know. Right. Cause it's, they're, they're letting us see what they want us to see. We don't really know what they really feel. Now, one thing that I uh, was interesting when I talked to Robbie, uh, Robbie Hayes, you know, okay. is yeah. he actually, you know, he actually did have feelings um, for her when he was I'm on sure that he did. Show. Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting because, like, there are some people that do have actual feelings. Like, I, like I said, with Rachel, like, I wasn't going to pretend to have feelings. I, I had, I thought she was a really cool girl, and but I wasn't there to play the game. Like, I could have been a little bit quieter. I could have, like, tried to be a little bit more manipulative but that's just not the person that I am uh I think yeah. with with Robbie like he actually did have feelings uh for her when he was on the show because you know he had the connection and and whatnot and um you know some people are gamers and some people are trying to be the next bachelorette or the next bachelor or you know well, so who do you think now you you set me up for it? You teed me up. Who do you think is going to be the next Bachelorette out of the girls that we saw um, at the Women Tell All? I think, um, I think it should be. I think it's it's probably going to be, and it probably should be Kaylin. Um, I think it's Timmy Kaylin. I mean, I I could not disagree more, and I am very much Team Hannah B. But um, that is a whole. I could talk for hours about why I think this, and we think that is Hannah a B is the virgin, right? She's what? She's like a virgin, right? Hannah no, 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 no. That's Heather. <laughs>
Anyways, it doesn't matter if she is or not. But um, um, anyways, I mean, honestly, I think Kaylin will will get it um, if she wants it. And if she doesn't, then uh, it's kind of like how Peter uh, didn't want to be the next Bachelor, so they they chose someone else. Right. So, All right. Well, that is uh, a very hot take. I don't agree, but we can agree to disagree. Um, is there anything else that you want to plug or talk about before we go? I'm not letting you go without a boom, but this was all like really great insights. And I really do appreciate you coming on and chatting with me about this. Um, you always have good uh, background information about the show. So I appreciate it, Lucas. I feel like I do my best to be as honest as, as possible. And, you know, in my life, I, I think honesty is, is better than just being nice. To be honest, like if they wanted me on um, Bachelor in Paradise, you know, I would be great. And it would be fun. It would be amazing. And, you know, I'm a very good person. And, and that's the reality. So I guess I have nothing to plug. Um, <laughs> just that than, they should pick you for paradise this season no i mean <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't even it doesn't even matter i just think that you know if you want to follow me on instagram if you want to just see more about the reality of life and my perspective on things like you know let the big dog eat and just you know see what the uh, real life is about not not the game and the show and and all this other kind of other perspectives that are just flawed and 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 telling you what you want to hear rather than what you know you should hear and should know in life so that's just who i am um so yeah more okay. stuff to, more and stuff we love to that about you so let's get one more, more wabooms <laughs> before we go yeah you want to book more wabooms it's on you can book me on cameo or follow me on instagram lucas.yancy and we're gonna do one more oh my god i think that you set a record that is the longest one i have ever heard you do well <laughs> you just respond so normally after it's like, well, more where that came from. Always, always more. <laughs> well, thank you, Lucas. I really do appreciate it. Um, have a good rest of your night. Anytime. Thank you very much. Of course. All right. See ya. Bye. And that was Lucas Yancey from Rachel's season of The Bachelorette. Make sure to tune in next week when we have a bit of a different show. We don't have a former contestant as a guest. We're actually going to be doing a little bit of a watch party with me and some of my friends. And we're going to be giving you our feedback right after we watch the episode. So make sure you don't miss it. Um, I'm Jackie Maroney for Believe in Bachelor Blab. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.